Hello and welcome to the Mystic Cast, where you join Jack Stafford and Deborah Littleboy, members of the Aetherius Society, the cosmic religion for the Aquarian Age, as we break down the barriers between religion, science, metaphysics, philosophy, and mysticism, all of which are really only aspects of the self-same quest for truth. Please note this is an independent program not produced or fact-checked by the Aetherius Society. Today, our guest is Lisa Barnett. Hello, Lisa. Hello, Jack. Nice to be here with you and everyone and Deborah. So thank you for having me on. It's wonderful to have you. And today we're going to talk about the Akashic Records. Is that right? Yes, we are. Wonderful. So what can you kick us off with? What can you tell us? Well, let's start with just a brief definition. So everybody's on the same page of what the Akashic Records are. Um, So the Akashic Record is the recording of your soul's journey through all time space continuum. So what that means is that from the moment your soul individuated from source and started on its journey, everything your soul has done or every place, world, plane, dimension it has been in has been recorded in this source vibration um, quantum field of the Akash. So it's lovely to know that everyone actually has their very own Akashic library, of course, because you're infinite and you have lived millions, billions of lifetimes on earth and in other dimensions. Um, I like to imagine the Akashic record as a personal library with thousands or millions of books, and you also have your own personal librarians. So the Akashic record keepers are in service to you to support you in understanding who you are as an infinite soul. Mm -hmm. So the Akashic record is so useful for us every single day. It's not a place you go and be like, so did I have any interesting past lives? Was I ever famous? It literally is about supporting your life now. Because there's a lot of karma attached to telling people their past lives, isn't it? It doesn't advance them and get into trouble. (laughs) Right. So um, kind of an interesting concept if you start to talk about karma in the Akashic records. The Akashic record keepers always say that these energetic patterns are often patterns that we have chosen to learn and grow around. And so karma is never a punishment. It is our soul's desire to become wiser, to learn more, and to share what we learn with other people. Mm -hmm. And since in the past, we as humans have sometimes been a little slow to learn, (laughs) to grow, to shift, then we have... um, We have come back again and again, working on that same karmic pattern. And, you know, the good news that I'm hearing now in the Akash is that we are at a point historically where the patterns, these, the karma, this kind of need to keep repeating to learn that has come to an end in the higher energies and higher realms of source. And so now it's up to us to come to understand and let go of that which no longer serves us so we can actually move forward as empowered souls sharing wisdom, love, light, gifts um, with humanity. Mm. 
Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, is it? You mean it's the end of days, like, or the in terms of the, because in the Ethereum society, I mean, just trying to compare with what we know with what sure. with what you're saying is that, uh, yeah, the 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 Mother Earth, the living goddess that we live on, that's giving us given us life, given us these bodies. She has she's been through a primary initiation, and now she has to gradually unle- uh, release these energies and move to a higher frequency. So we have to move on to another world or, or change or leave basically. Um, does that fit with what? Absolutely. Absolutely. A hundred percent. So I also have, according to the Akashic records, the beings of light. So again, um, when I talk about the Akasha, they're not, um, the record keepers are not galactic. They're not from Sirius or the Pleiades. They're not other beings. They're not our loved ones who have crossed over the record keepers are pure source energy. So the way they explain the Akasha, the Akashic records, Akashic field, it's is the bigger field. Akasha um, is a Sanskrit word for sky or ether. And these beings of light that we can communicate and, and um, with, that we can communicate with, as I say, they are really here in support. Um, what they say is that earth is a sentient being. She is a conscious being who is awakening and we will awaken with her and or leave, right? Again, we're infinite. So if we choose to leave the body, the earth at this time, um, it certainly, you know, is one way to, to kind of be able to move into higher realms, have greater realizations and think, oh my gosh, I was stuck in an old pattern. I didn't get it, couldn't move forward. Um, Maybe I'll come back to earth again. But the, the interesting part of the karmic pattern is that we as humans are actually evolving. And I believe that over these next 10, 20, 50 years, probably maybe even hundreds, we will evolve into an awakened um, new earth. And it's a process, but the new earth is built on love, compassion, forgiveness, kindness, caring, uh, the higher energies. And so the energy of struggle will also be released as Gaia awakens. And she is in that process. And I don't think we're going to see that tomorrow, but I believe over the next, um, (laughs) I'm like, you know, over the next generation or two, we will really see these shifts. And, and I know that many of us are seeing it with our, our children, our grandchildren, um, who are coming in very free, very clear, very, I really um, see them very kind of karmically free. So they're not coming to struggle. They're actually coming to help and support humanity awakening. Okay. That, that, does, that does fit with what we say, don't, doesn't it, Deborah? Is that resonate? Yeah. It's, a, it's the thing that fascinates me is that you, that you can contact the quantum field, the, the, these librarians, because and this might be me being unclear with what I understand in our teaching. So take this just on a like a Deborah thing, not not any more than that. We're told 
that when we um, pass from this realm in death to another realm, we're taken to the hall of self-judgment where we actually see our Akashic record. And we're told at that stage that we um, are supported by a um, Supreme Lord on, on Saturn because we're told the halls of judgment are on Saturn. And Saturn right. is, again, we're told, all this bit actually is, is I know this bit, but I'm getting get to the, I don't know in a minute. But the, 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 so the perfects of Saturn, of which there are 12, are the most elevated beings in our solar system. You might as well say pure energy. They're egg-formed. They can split themselves up into about 360,000, um, sorry, 3,600 parts, know what each part's doing, and one part might be a sea somewhere, and another part might be a mushroom, I don't know. But, 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 so, but these eggs know exactly what's going on. So we're guided by these supreme beings to take our like self-judgment. What did I do there? What did I do there? Didn't do so great there. Oh, no, not again. Okay, I'm going to go back in space and time with these parents because, you know, the planets are configured, so what? And I need those energies. Let me back. You know, after we've done, the, sort of gone on to the other realms and then back. So what do you think? That the the these um, perfects of Saturn I've just explained to you are they are they the same librarians that you are talking? What might be the connection between them, and what's the? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I of course I'm kind of always connected into the Akasha, into this energy, um, and and what. You know what they're saying um, is that yes, you know, and uh, and um, the same, and because we as humans have our own views and our own filters, and so I'm channeling the information, you know, through Lisa, and and you know, Richard channeled it through himself and his world and his learning and teaching and and times and dates and so and ages and so. Um, things have changed pretty drastically. Um, I've been working in this energy and realm for almost 30 years now, um, <laughs> since the early nineties. And, um, in when the record keeper said, please help us re-anchor the energy of the Akasha back to earth. Um, they said that they had pulled the vibration away from the planet earth because we had misused it during the dark ages. So literally these energetic beings of light who are pure source energy had removed the energy. So the only people on the planet at that time who could access the Akashic records were the mystics, were the, the rishis or the seers or the, you know, the, the, um, the souls who were really, you know, deeply connected mm -hmm. to source, to God, to the divine. And so um, when we, when we started to bring and re-anchor the energy back on the planet, of course, we had Edgar Casey back in the forties, who was one of those very amazing seers, mystics who, who could access the records through a sleeping trance, right? Through a hypnotic trance. Um, now it's become so much easier. I use a vibrational key 
in the form of a sacred prayer to open and move into the Akashic records. And I do get very similar information. Um, my record keepers say they are part of source energy. Apparently, um, at the time that this that the information you're talking about was channeled, maybe it came through as as Saturn as beings. But everything else, I'm going to say, you know, kind of doesn't matter. I believe there are Akashic energetic records on the Earth. Also, we connect to it very much through our sacred heart center. Um, I agree that when we cross over, we do, you know, kind of go and say, what did I learn? What did I do? What did I finish? Right. Um, my record, uh, my record keepers talk about it as a plan, right? So, so, um, let me just, um, the book I launched in January, your soul has a plan is my third book on the Akashic records. Um, and it's all about the fact that your soul writes a plan before you come here and you work on all of that plan. Some of them are karmic patterns. Some of that is about your soul growth. Some of it is about supporting other people in your life. Some of it is actually about being with soul family members that you've known, you know, forever. Some of it is about working through these karmic patterns that we have, right? Those are the challenges. Those are the judgments. Those are the traumas and the trials that we all experience. And at the end of that life, we say, did I complete my soul's plan? Did I do it? Did I mess up? <laughs> did I, you know, and then, yes, again, we often come back. Now, the thing that's different that I'm hearing now, and this is very recent, I'm going to say in the last five years that this information has been coming through, is that as Earth awakens, as Gaia becomes enlightened, and we are actually unwriting, releasing, clearing some of the patterns that had been, and programs that had been written into or created into this earth dimension, this third dimension. So as we're starting to raise the vibration of the earth, she's going to raise her vibration into the fourth dimension and eventually into the fifth dimension where we literally can create a new earth based on love and unity instead of on fear and trauma and emotional pain and drama. And so I believe we will continue to come back to earth more to be together, to support each other, to create a beautiful paradise here on earth. And so that is what the record keepers say is um, coming. Right. It does resonate with uh, yeah. this. I think it's important to mention some aspects of the teachings as well, that maybe we could, that could fill in some of the gaps because when you, when we die, we go to, we believe in the society, you die, you go to a different realm, but yes. right here on the, on the earth, but just a different frequency. So each chakra is a realm of consciousness. Mm. Um, so you never, we don't say you leave the earth because, you know, we're in this huge karmic cycle together. And, uh, we have this book, uh, the nine freedoms, which explains that we go through enlightenment, cosmic consciousness, ascension, and then we can go to interplanetary existence. Then we can exist in, in other classrooms. Um, so the mother earth, um, after planet Maldek was destroyed, 
she went she took us on the the destroyers of maldek and we came here as a race and then stayed here through the civilizations of lemuria and then atlantis and so the mother earth is, is very enlightened she's not maybe people could misunderstand when you said there that she's when she becomes enlightened she's already a far beyond the level of enlightenment and uh she will she will rate she created these realms these are very base realms for her now the physical plane is isn't um aberration it shouldn't be here you know it doesn't exist and that's why when you look out to all the other planets there is no earth similar to this because this is a very base realm that she's created so she has many many realms and then she will she will lose these cloaks as she goes through these primary initiations that's right through these um as she go goes back to her true tr gives off her true light does that resonate with you yeah absolutely you know words <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's honestly words and communication that woke me up when i was three years old because i could remember not being in that body right i could remember not being i could remember being an etheric soul and realizing like oh my gosh i'm back in a body and mm. and it was the uh challenge to speak to communicate with my mother that frustrated me enough to be like oh i remember i remember you know this um and so yeah, we use different words. I'm using enlightenment because I believe that, you know, uh, you know, you're using more levels and releasing these cloaks. And I, I mean, that's also a perfect um, description. And the way I'm understanding it is, is that we as humans are um, now getting to join this awakening ride, right? As she is allowing yeah, us yeah. or she is uncloaking or shifting however that it's affecting us we get to wake up right we get to shift our vibrations we get to um move into a place that i believe the original um plan was right i would say the original plan was more about coming or or creating this heaven on earth this beautiful divine earth and um and i feel that often as humans we have been the ones who have hold, held the energy down the trauma the drama the pain and now it's time oh, and we can because yeah. gaia herself is supporting us in this raising or shifting of energies so yeah. um it's a process, absolutely. And uh, to me, I'm excited to see we're more fully in it. <laughs> more people are awakening or consciousness is, you know, rising or becoming conscious. How, you know, of course, we all say these things a little bit differently, but I think we're pretty much on the on the same page. And to me, um, the ability to to access this this very high pure consciousness of of source energy is a great gift and it is the um mission um and purpose of my soul because the record keeper said to me you know please help us right in this supporting of re-anchoring right we need humans in this world to help humans anchor higher energies and and 
uh, wisdoms that maybe haven't been available in the past to us. And so, um, so it is a process. Again, as I say, that's one of the reasons that I teach uh, online workshops uh, half a dozen or more times a year because the record keeper said, help us bring the Akash, this wisdom, this energy, this vibration back to humanity to support them. And yeah. so, yeah, in that way, it's really about your soul's wisdom. Each of us are very ancient wise souls. If we can just remember that, right? Yeah, that, that's totally in a lie. We're told that that um, the higher ascended beings can only, or the gods, if you want, can only um, work through man. Like they need an anchor, they need boots on the ground, yes. they need willing souls to bring down the light, bring down the higher vibrations, so that so you like to love to bring them in lower than down, so that the people that are need still to be woken up, palatable for them. They can accept it in a, in a diluted way. Because, it, I mean, we're, we're not all, we're not all Lisa Barnett. We can't go, but, but I can speak to you and you can speak to the higher uppers who are then, and, and we get that. Um, yeah, that we totally get that in this, in the society, we're told that the best way we can help is by prayer, but not the, not the prayer we're taught in, in, in dogmatic churches. We're right. to use our body as a channel. So we connect with the earth, we clean our body with the violet flame. We bring down the, the source energy light into our brain, down our neck, because our spine is where it all happens, down our spine, out of our heart chakra, out of the chakras in the palms of the hand and you channel it. So it's where you think, that's where the energy goes. You flood the world. So war-torn countries, send it there. Earthquake victims, send it there. Bring it down and send it out. So very much in what, you know, what, what you're saying, we're, we're working in a different, like our mission, our mission is 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 very much like the world feeling and and getting that light in through and out. That's it. Yeah. We're like a little commando force in through and out. Um, train yourself to it again. Right, right. I agree a hundred percent. As a matter of fact, let me just show you. This is my um, second book. It's called From Questioning to Knowing: Seventy Three Healing Prayers to Transform Your Life. And again, I channeled them from the Akashic Records. Lovely Jack Canfield wrote the foreword for me. He's such a, a beautiful spiritual um, uh, man who is really in support to humanity. But one of, um, one of these prayers, and they are all the exact same thing. I just, I feel this energy of source of the divine move down through me, right? It, it really, it does. It grounds in through your, your, um, your spine and and again usually when i'm talking and i'm healing i just my hands are always kind of going they just feel like they're sending undoing unwriting but there are prayers for world peace there are prayers for um for creating your dreams for for um uh 
uh, helping to release old energetic patterns, to upgrade your body, to, um, uh, you know, just to really work everything. I just literally channeled 73 healing prayers. So, to, you know. You're on the spot. Do you think that you might share with our audience a world healing prayer? Because that's very much what our um, members and sympathizers are um, here to do, if you like, because they've they joined the ranks of, of the Ethereum Society, and that pretty much is, is our bag, you know, to flood the world with, with this, with this um, light energy. Perfect. I would love to. So let me just... Um... Yeah, I'm sorry to do that to you, but I know that oh, they would really all. appreciate it. It's, I'm, you know, so, you know what I would actually love to do? And so um, I would offer this is um, to bring everyone energetically into the Akashic Records with me, which is, again, just really aligning um, and using a sacred prayer as a vibrational key to connect us and open us to divine source energy to channel that through as a group. Wonderful. That's the show something to do. I'm 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 in the front row here. <laughs> so what we'll do is everybody can just sit back and close your eyes and just you know, we consciously drop down into our heart center and our sacred heart. We have a beautiful high heart up here too, really opening and connecting our sacred heart as we expand. And we ask the divine lords of unconditional love to help us center fully in this moment as we create this sacred space. Please wrap us in your love and protection and allow us to travel to the highest realms of the Akasha available to us today. Please help us we lay our multidimensional hearts open to divine love and release all resistance. Lords of the Akashic Record, please guide us to the deepest truth we can access now. Support us in healing and releasing that which no longer serves on our true path. We give great thanks for your divine love and support on this journey today. And just allow yourself to feel what you feel. I often see a beautiful column of kind of crystalline silvery blue light surrounding ourselves. And sometimes I'll, I see it surrounding the whole planet as we bring so many people around the world together in this beautiful um, energy of prayer and healing. And so then I will read the prayer for world peace. Divine Mother, Father, Goddess, God, I am peace, and this peace permeates my heart. As I feel it in the depth of my soul, I expand this peace to embrace the world. I am peace. I know this is true for me, and I know that this is true for humanity. And so it is, blessed be.
So the prayers they have given me are mostly very short and sweet, just simple, filled with just that energy of love of, from the divine. Um, I'd love to read just one more, although there's, you know, like I say, 73 here. But this is the prayer for three, but the second one would be good. Yes, sure. And this is a prayer for alignment, which is so helpful for so many of us, especially as we go through our day. Sometimes we just forget who we really are in truth, right? As these beautiful divine souls of light here and support to humanity. So this is the prayer for alignment. Mm. Divine Mother, Father, Goddess, God, please show me what it feels like to be the highest brightest, most expansive and aligned self that I can be today. Please open my heart to know the truth of my divinity and allow me to receive all the good that is within and without. Please guide me on my next best steps to being abundant, to being the light, to being the support for humanity in all ways. I accept and receive your love and your grace. And so it is. Blessed be. Beautiful. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. So it was a great blessing to me when the record keepers asked me to write a book filled with just healing prayers. Um, I'm now a minister and I had spent 10 years as a prayer practitioner with the centers um, for conscious, there's like Golden Gate Center for spiritual living. There were centers for spiritual living. They were often called, um, uh, um, Boy, I'm a religious science, science of mind, right? The group back from, uh, really, they were also very strong back, I think, in the 20s, 30s, and 40s with really raising the consciousness of humanity. We had a very powerful time um, back then at that time, and Edgar Casey and many of these great um, wisdom keepers and, and um, prophets were here on the planet, you know, as was... Um, was Richard. And so it's interesting to see those cycles in the world, how we had that early on. And then it seemed that that kind of we let the mystical wisdom go in lieu of science. And now we're swinging back around again to bring that heart, right, that really soul back into our, our knowingness, into our wisdom and connection to the divine. So well, we we um, are being told and have been told that the um, the divine feminine has been um, suppressed for too long, and that's why we're so out of balance, and that's why the 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 male energy is like warring, and we've got all of these problems. And so, what we need to do is bring that back into alignment. So we stop fighting. We stop warring and we start living in harmony. Um, and we've had some 
then also adopted King with some very, very strong messages, like in 1958, saying that the women of the world had to step up to the plate and bring this divine energy in and teach their men folk that war is, is not the way forward. Living in fear and building bigger weapons again is not the way forward. Never ever would work, never ever will work. Um, and the lady we were speaking to earlier was saying that she, she sees it as war is an addiction. And I so get that. Yeah. You get this, you know, it's yeah. like, it's like, you know, you're addicted to it because you, and, and it feeds itself and it becomes enormous. And because women, the, so the feminine energies haven't had that soothing capacity, the holding of the space, the showing of the harmony, we've got ourselves into a big <laughs> it's, I completely agree. And in that same way, the Akashic record keepers say that one of the biggest soul contracts, right? So if you imagine when your soul comes and writes a whole plan and contracts with other humans, right? To yeah. support them. And but we write big contracts again with our dear mother earth to to help to rebalance the energy, right? As the people on the planet to rebalance, big contract to rebalance divine feminine and divine masculine, which has been out of balance for at least four or 5,000 years is the way I hear it. And so it is a huge, there's so many women and men who are coming or or on our, our beautiful earth right now with that soul contract. And we do it in so many ways, but I agree. I think the the um in the huge imbalance in masculine energy has been the addiction to the power right that again that power and war kind of come together and and that's this huge imbalance it has to be about taking over and being right and it's i mean we know those emotions are very low vibrational emotions anyway right to I have to be right. I have to be, it has to be my way or no way. I'll just blow up the world if it's not my way. And it is, it's very, um, uh, you know, worrisome. Absolutely. And, and it's true. And I believe that now finally the, the women, the divine feminine, um, energy is, uh, becoming conscious enough. I think there's enough light. The wisdom started coming through in the fifties and sixties but we weren't quite ready energetically to embody it. But now I believe that we are ready to embody it. And the women are stepping forward and the men are stepping forward to rebalance the energy. Masculine energy is not about, you know, power and, you know, whatever. Um, it's also about support and caring and, you know, taking care of, the other the people on the planet and letting um you know letting us awaken and helping the women to to do the work that the women have come to do right we can't hard to do it without some of that masculine energy and support and protection often and so yeah big 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 project on the earth rebalancing masculine and feminine <laughs> absolutely and of course the fact that we wouldn't get round in a body if we didn't have a brain and, and the masculine is the framework. You know, we need the bones and, and the 
you know, otherwise we'd just be jelly fishes, wouldn't we? <laughs> right. We need a we need a good frame in which to um, work from, and yet we and it doesn't need to be so rigid. Uh, it needs to know that it's part of a bigger frame. Right. Right, right, right. And it's all that's, you know, these are the messages I get also from the record keepers where it's very much about balance in every way, right? Masculine, feminine. Um, we're moving out of the dichotomy of the right or the wrong, the good or the bad. It becomes, you know, how can we be the compassion, the forgiveness, the love instead of the judgment? How do we balance male, female energy, right? We all have a male channel and a female channel in our bodies. We're all both, right? So balancing it internally, balancing it with our loved ones, balancing it in the world, um, and really in even our life, right? Especially here in the West, we are very out of balance <laughs> with our with our work family life, right? We have, you know, work has overtaken us. I think in Europe, you tend to be a little bit more balanced than we are here, with more holiday and more family time. Um, but all of it, right? All of it is um, important to to um, to rebalance again, to create a new earth, to create a a world living in peace and love. So the record keepers, um, the librarians, what what have they tasked you with? Like, so so you've gone in, you know what what's in your attachment file, you know what your soul contract is. And if that's an assumption, but yeah. So yes. well, what did you come here to do? What was what did you decide this time around was gonna be your primary objective? Um, well, actually my primary objective was to help um bring greater consciousness to humanity and um really to help re-anchor the Akashic records back on the earth is really the way I get it. Now, I am also the mother of three. And so, you know, a part of my um, my purposes and, and my path was as embodying a level of divine feminine to share that with my children. I've also raised my nephew and taken in many of my children's friends who had, you know, were had parents that were just not conscious. So helping, um, but that's all part of the, the main mission, right? Helping boots on the ground with the children and their friends, um, helping to bring a, another level of, of higher wisdom and consciousness out to humanity through the Akashic Records. Um, and the record keepers say that's because I, and so this is a kind of an interesting, different way of looking at it, I think, than, than you might see. Um, but they talk about when we originally individuate from source, that we're just pure light beings. We're just pure energy of love, right? We're just source. Um, and before we go on our journeys, some of us are in service to humanity by working in the Akashic Records. And so... Um, we are not any of the maybe bigger beings on, on Saturn, or we are not the lords, but we are record keepers. We're, so if you imagine that every human has um, a half a dozen or so record keepers, it's just like I also get that 
Um, every person has at least three to six guardian angels, right? So we have many helpers. We have many guides in, in our lives to, to help and support us. So um, the record keeper said that I, I can connect, I can hear, I can talk to them, I can experience this very kind of quantum field because I have had that experience as a soul before embodying as a human. So I believe we journey around to many places before we come to earth, right? Because once we get stuck here in this karmic pattern of earth, we don't leave so quickly. We're kind of get a little stuck here. So I believe we are being freed as Gaia is awakening or raising her vibration. And we're shifting some of these old plans, old stories. And again, it'll probably take at least a hundred years for a lot of this to happen. But, um, but that is my big mission is to support humanity in raising their vibration. And that's why I teach classes. The record keepers gave me what we call a five-step wisdom prayer system um, to simply use these sacred vibrational keys in the form of sacred prayers to energetically open and move into the Akash. So that's what I actually teach people. And so, so just Deborah, you were, you were with me when, um, when we were opening the energy of the Akashic records, did you feel that? I'm curious, what was your experience of, of that? Did you, was that? Yeah, I can, I can tell you. I actually felt I was in tune. Felt that I was in a, um, I might explain this. It's a nice eye movies when they like beam me up softly, like a, like a tube, a tube of I felt I was in a tube. I wasn't moving in that tube, but it was certainly was a white. I felt I was in a white tube, and it was full. I felt it was it was a it was it was not hot. It was it it seemed like the temperature had lowered. Which I, which I found quite interesting, but uh, yeah, so that 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 was there was certainly something that was that was going on. Um, but I didn't feel um, I would like to said to you, I felt my heart opened up when I saw all the no, but I definitely felt a a, a connection, and it was cool. So there was something going on. Yes. So that is part of, that's not even, um, so I teach a five-step wisdom prayer system, but what you're feeling is that energy, that beautiful um, column of Akashic energy and light encircling you. So that to me is the first step um, or first part of the first step to actually starting to access and communicate with your own Akashic record keepers. And so, um, you know, this is the process. I didn't make it up. I didn't learn it. I, they gave it to me. They gave me these vibrational keys, these sacred prayers to help bring us into from being in this kind of 3D world to eventually starting to actually beam up almost. It's not to a planet. It's to an energy. Again, it's more of a vibration of source in the quantum field to be able to, um, and many of my students are are clairaudient, they're clairvoyant, they're clairsentient, claircognizant. We start to receive, we can ask specific questions and receive um, very specific information 
about what we've written in our records. And I do this for clients. I do Akashic record readings and healing sessions. Again, exactly the same way. I'm really kind of beaming that source energy through my body, through my heart, through my hands, because it's part of this quantum field, because there's no time space there to and for my clients to help release pain, release drama, release old patterns that no longer ser serve them. Same as you would do with a, with a prayer. Mm. You say, you say that most good students that come to you are already have, have um, got the psychic um, powers, if, if you like. Um, you know, probably 50-50. I would say that they're, you know, all on a spiritual path. Most of them have some um, different whatever spiritual training, whatever it might be. Um, I'm going to say, no, they're not good psychics. They're not like big clairvoyants. Most of them are just like, you know, you and me, just people who are on a spiritual path. We feel this kind of call to learn more about our soul's journey to understand some of the plan that your soul wrote, right? Who did you contract with and why? What are the karmic patterns you want to learn about so that you can work through some of that energy of, of um, you know, consciousness and forgiveness and compassion for other people, right? I've, I've worked with many, many um, clients who have had very challenging childhoods. Maybe their parent died when they were very young and they felt very abandoned or they've had abusive parents. And so they've had a lot of emotional pain and trauma, very little support, um, you know, just different kinds of, of uh, challenges, you know, parents who have had or alcoholics or, or drug addicts. And so again, these poor little souls are kind of left alone and, and often um, treated very poorly. And so they often want to know why, 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 <laughs> why would I pick that? That's crazy, right? It's kind of the thing that people often will say, like, why would I pick that? And the record keepers, of course, it's going to be different for every soul. But sometimes that is really, I want to understand this pattern. So say if I um, was born into a um, say an alcoholic family, and I and I as a soul may have made a contract with that parent or parents, and said, "I'll come and I'll be the love and I'll be the light, and you'll remember and you'll find love and let go of the addiction, and I'll be here as your little child. I will be the love for you. I will I will do that for you. That's my contract to you. I am here to support you." to work through this pattern because you've struggled with it in other lifetimes. And so, of course, they write a contract together and they both come in and the parent may or may not awaken to this love. And so even when the parent doesn't wake up, maybe doesn't ever get sober, maybe there are not very nice people, um, there is a part of the pattern, part of the contract that the child, that the growing person, um, uh, human wants to learn also. So it's about understanding, supporting other people. It's about, um, you know, learning to, to feel self-love and compassion for self. Uh, very often there's a piece of self-empowerment that comes into play as well as in these um, 
kind of lessens the growth that the soul is looking for. And they may grow up and just be the kindest, most loving, um, caring uh, parent themselves or person or partner. Maybe they become a therapist and work with other people who have addictive patterns, right? So um, I, the important piece is that even if we have had a really traumatic childhood, it's not because we're victims. It's because we as really infinite wise souls have chosen to learn and to help support other people to also awaken and grow. And so um, I think it's helpful, especially at this time for people to, to remember, you know, this is a plan that your soul wrote and, and it's about the growth and about the sharing of the wisdom. And so we are never victims. We are not victims of this world. Thank you, Lisa. That's a beautiful note to end on. How could people find more about you if they want to do a course or they want to read your books? Absolutely. So akashicknowing.com is my website. You will find all of that there. Um, I assume you'll have the the link in the show notes. Definitely. Absolutely. So, so check out Akashic Knowing, all four of my books you'll see. You can um, book a session with me or some of the certified consultants that I've trained over the years. Um, and and uh, you'll see I've got an upcoming uh, course in January and another one in March and April. So many courses um, every year, if you would like to learn to access your own Akashic record wisdom and guidance. Wonderful. And if people want to learn more about the Ethereum Society, they can go to ethereus.org. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you so much.